Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mrs. Adam. And this is Mr. Adam. And we're here with another episode of By the By. Yeah, welcome back. Yes. And we have a guest this week. We told you last week that she was going to be here. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ruined it for you. Yeah. We have the illustrious, sexy, beautiful, smart. And And tall. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Jiff. Oh, please. (laughs) She's tall in spirit. She is tall in spirit. Uh, she's tall in Oompa Loompa land. <laughs> oh, shucks. You're awful at compliments, aren't you? I know, right? Hey, I called you illustrious. I'm not even sure I know what that means. Well, it's nice being here, that's for sure. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Miss Jeff is uh, the other partner of ours with the Sex Ed in the City adventure. And so we wanted to uh, take an episode and introduce you to her and let you learn a bit more and hear from her own mouth what she does and who she is. We're going to call her the brains of the outfit. I doubt it. (laughs) The passion of the outfit. Yeah. (laughs) The chatterbox of the the outfit, really. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Good luck in a word in edgewise. This is our podcast. (laughs) Okay. I'll behave. (laughs) No, don't do that. No, that's not fun. So, uh, Miss Jiff, you define yourself as a sex educator and a therapist, mm. and in some cases a presenter. What made you choose that path? Because it's a, it's a bit varied, but yet specialized at the same time. You know, I think I had two worlds collide. I think the um, adult education, I was always an adult educator in the corporate world, and I think... The, there was a point in my life where I had that aha moment that said my really restricted, sexually repressed upbringing kind of just got to me. And I thought, wow, there's got to be more to sex than, you know, my role as the woman that's supposed to procreate. And so I really started to discover what sex was all about. And I think that's when I just went, wow, I need to tell the world about this. And really, I haven't stopped talking since. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so approximately what age were you? I, you know what? I think I was probably in my late teens before I figured out there's got to be more to the role of who I am and what society, what generations tell you you're supposed to be to really what I wanted to be and who I wanted to be. I think it really formed probably in my late 20s, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that when you started thinking about combining the, the sexuality with the adult education, or how did that transition happen? You know, I, um, I went to a sex ed class just on my own one day. I just went, wow, this is... I was walking past a store and went, this is it, I've got to go. And I went on my own, and it was a real eye-opener, really. And I thought, man, there's so much to learn that I didn't know, and... That was really piqued my interest, I think. So, wait, what was the class on? Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> it was a bondage class. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really cool class because they used um, glad wrap or cling film. Uh-huh. And they used just about everything. Everything that you could find around the house was really about... And it was... <laughs> That's awesome. It was a bit of a shock, but it was cool. <laughs> it's not Tupperware. It's not just for leftovers anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, so how does one become a sex educator? Because I know when I took the what color is your parachute um, test, I don't, do you know what that, no. are you familiar? Okay, so in the States, it was very common to take this test called What Color Is Your Parachute? And you basically answer a thousand questions, and it says, this is what job you should be. Right, um, and they're all normal jobs, like, you know, teachers and policemen and whatever, and, and like, sex educator never comes Never up. comes up. <laughs> like, I know, because I tried that no. test over and over and over, <laughs> um, and I never maybe got... Maybe you were just colorblind. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but how does one, I mean... What path, how do you go about becoming a sex educator? I think there's three paths that you can follow. I think there's the psychology aspect of it. There's the medical study of it. There's the life experience. And then there's just the pure, hey, you're an educator. And I think those three combined can give you the most amazing educator but you don't have to. So right now I am studying the um, medical aspect of it because I really find that fascinating. I find that whole area, um, yeah, just eye-opening really. But the psychology is probably the thing that I'm more interested in because I like to know how it all, how people tick and why does it, why does it work like that. So, um, yeah, those, those few areas are the key that just kind of go, yeah, that's, that means you can maybe get up and speak in front of everyone. <laughs> or you could just be highly entertaining, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you're great at parties. Um, so this comes from my own naivety here, but can those all be combined or multiples of them being combined in what you do? Or does it have to be specifically to one area or another? You know, there are people out there that, concentrate on a certain area some people will concentrate on the sexual health portion the um tantra and everything that goes with that the psychology and all the but i like the combination of them all i think it's a well balanced because you never know what's going to come your way and i like to kind of know hey yeah someone's approached me and they've got this question well it's i'm imagining it's helpful too if someone comes up to you with a problem and something like uh, i'm gonna murder this word but was it vaginismus what's the you, you know what the word yeah she's laughing at me how do you say it <laughs> i'm not sure what you're talking it's about it's the one where the where the vagina is so tight and clamped that sometimes it's even hard to get a finger in there okay yes yes yeah. yes so i don't remember what that's called vaginismus vagin- vagin- yes, okay. i don't know 
Anyway, I murdered that. I apologize. No, it's not important. Uh, Our our listeners aren't. It is to some people. Um, But to to know whether that's a physiological problem or a mental problem, exactly. um, Or you know, if maybe uh, um, erectile dysfunction, if that's a physiological problem or is a mental problem, because that's something that's very, you know are pretty common out there and it can be both yeah and, and so the point is is if you've got that broad knowledge then you can go oh yeah i can eliminate this or i can eliminate this yeah. and then we can kind of look into it from there and, and i think that's why that balance with all of those is really important rather than just hey i'm i've only got this yeah mm-hmm. it's it's something that I, i'm extremely jealous because if I, I always say if i could go back to school what i would go and study is psychology but related to sex sexuality yeah um and the lgbt community mm-hmm. um, because i find that it's fascinating and the amount of pressure that is, is already on people but then you add sexuality into that and how you know that search for people who are like you and and whatnot that that longing everyone um, wants to belong exactly it's fascinating yeah, Love yeah. It. i think so um so you know if, if i have a problem let's say i have some sort of some sort of sexual issue and i come let's to you, say. you you have only one problem i have many problems but we're only talking about <laughs> okay. one it's, it's only an hour-long podcast um but let's say somebody has a problem is that better? Yes. yes. <laughs> Someone has a problem, and they go to a, a sex educator or, or a therapist, sex therapist, with that problem. So, what is like the most common problem? What's what do you stumble upon the most? To be honest, what I stumble across the most is communication and lack of, and really, and maybe not just communication, but a depth of communication. So it's really easy to. Um, Talk about the day on a superficial level. It's really easy to talk about your finances and everything on a superficial level. But really, how often do you stop and go, oh, I really didn't like this, the way we did this. Or I really want to try this. Or such and such did this and they told me about it. And do you know what I mean? That communication is really important. And I think the busier our lives are, the less emphasis is on that communication you know I make an effort we go for my partner and I we go for a walk in the evening and we talk about our desires our whatever the case may be Um, we might light a candle and have a bath together if we don't go for a walk and just making that time as a married couple making the time uh, particularly if you've got children to have a date night or something that says hey let's go out for the evening and let's get rid of all the day's events and talk about everything other than children and reconnect. And that, in our busy lives, we're not making enough time for that. And I think that is that is one of the fundamental causes of problems is that lack of communication or that lack of in-depth communication. Yeah, I, I, I know yeah. we always say c- communication is key. Yeah. Um, it is key and king, both. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with someone recently saying about talking about sex. It's like, you know, just because you schedule sex doesn't make it non-romantic. Yeah. You can still... It doesn't make it less important. Yeah, and it doesn't make yeah. it less important. So I think it's sort of along the lines of taking that time and communicating and reconnecting with your yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that, you know, 
let's say you do have to schedule sex. Let's say, okay, Sunday night is our sex night. If you've Great. got kids and family obligations Absolutely. and all kinds of stuff going on, it can you can be very time poor. And it may be that you have to say, okay, we're, this is important to us. It's important for us. Let's schedule a time. And if that's how we make time for it, then that's how we make yeah. time for it. It's fine. And it's it's one of those things that I always say, let's say, rather than Sunday night, let's say it's Tuesday night. Tuesday yeah. night is sex night. You know, Tuesday <laughs> I morning. Tuesday was taco day. <laughs> oh, it is. Fish tacos. Okay. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's one of those things that you can text your partner in the morning, you know, can't wait for tonight. Or, you know, I saw what you were wearing today. You look beautiful. Or these are, I'm wearing my lucky underwear or Absolutely. something like that. Yeah. You know, go to the bathroom during the day at work, take a quick naughty photo and send it to your partner. Um, it's so easy to sort of build that anticipation and just because something is scheduled doesn't mean it can't be romantic because foreplay starts earlier on in the day absolutely Mm -hmm. without a doubt so yeah it's um doesn't just happen them two seconds before you hit the bedroom (laughs) or wherever it is you are (laughs) wherever you're planning the kitchen table yeah Yeah, whatever kitchen table yeah you might not want to eat that now um (laughs) no yeah I think that's um I think that's absolutely spot on. Communication, yeah. communication, mm-hmm. communication. Mm. And we've we've said it a lot, and it's uh, yeah. it's nice to have somebody with a a little bit of a background to yeah. back me up here. <laughs> we think the same for five seconds. That's great. I know, right? <laughs> so there's many ways that that couples do show each other that they love each other. If you had to pick one, what would you say is the most important? You know, I think, Mr. Adam, you touched on it, and that was doing the unexpected. Uh Now, you know, I know a couple that have been married for 50 years, and unbeknownst to them, they do the same process. He gets up early in the morning, he puts her coffee cup to one side because he leaves, but she's got all of her stuff ready, so when she wakes up, her coffee's kind of there waiting nearly, almost, Okay, and it's just that little thing that he does that says, I acknowledge the fact that you're part of my life. Um, And so it's really interesting that those little unexpected things sometimes become everyday things. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, why not? Why not send that text message or that photo or whatever it is to kind of go, oh, yeah, we're kind of still together. We, We connect. And if you leave that coffee cup out, great. Text message them later and go, oh, I hope you enjoy your cup of coffee this morning. I'm thinking of you, you know, mm-hmm. just something to to make it, take it to a different level that's not, okay, yeah, I've rushed out the door because I'm running late for work. I like that. I think this is yeah. a great idea as well because, you know, admittedly, when she asked the question, I was thinking back to our, one of our podcasts that we did, the five love languages. So I was oh, expecting yeah. something like that. Oh. Um, but <laughs> I think that is even better because you can still do something unexpected no matter which love language your partner speaks. Mm. You know, you can, if it's verbal, you can say something to them at a random time. It doesn't have to be at a, you know, we're sitting at dinner. Oh, this was a great dinner. Why, thank you kind of thing. Or you can do something for them out of the blue. Or you can just make, surprise them with time. Um, You know, you could come by and do coffee with them at work. Or a a surprise lunch. Mm. Um, You know, give them a surprise gift. And I don't remember the fifth one. Yeah, Um, but nobody, you know, I'm not saying surprise gifts and flowers aren't good. But you're right, that time and effort and acknowledging it when you're receiving it acknowledging it is really important as well because otherwise the other person feels crummy right yeah and they're going to stop doing it but just you know taking that time 
makes the other person feel special and who doesn't want to feel special one of my yeah. favorite things to do and we don't do it in Australia because dryers are hard <laughs> to come by but one of the things I loved doing was you know if she gets in the shower you sneak in steal her towel as soon as she gets in you throw it in the dryer you get it nice and warm. That way, this and the second you hear the shower go off, you run, get the towel, and then you're waiting for her uh, or him as they're stepping out of the shower mm-hmm. with a nice warm towel. That's something that you know it. That man, that's going to win you points. You know? <laughs> it is all day. Yeah, and all they'll be thinking day. about it all day, and it's great. It's little things that that you can do because that doesn't take much effort. It just takes a little bit of planning. Exactly. Um, exactly. But as you say, then the acknowledgement on the other side that says, wow, that's so sweet. Thank you for that. Yes. Yes, she might put out later, but that's okay. It's that's an <laughs> added benefit. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you, you're in, it's an investment. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a blue chip stock, not a, <laughs> not a get rich. You keep plan. working on. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So do you work with, with singles too? Because we've been talking a lot about couples and how couples you know, interact, but what about singles? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, You know, there's two sides to that question. I think, first of all, in regard to coming to a class, it doesn't matter whether you're a single or a couple. So it's, it's a different conversation to have when you get your partner to come along. Uh, I know the first time that I went to a sex ed class, the conversation that I had when I then took a partner along the second time was completely different and it started a different level of conversation um so there's no no reason why you couldn't come as a single but i just think when you come as a couple it changes the dynamic in that conversation we welcome anyone it doesn't matter who wants to come if you want to come as a single or as a couple but let's face it we've got a um cock and ball massage course coming up now if a woman turned to her man or or other man and said, hey, I want to go to a cock and ball massage class. Do you want to come? Of course they're going to say yes, right? Choose the class wisely and you're <laughs> bound to get company come with you. But yeah, we we open the doors to absolutely anyone. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So other than... I feel the, like I'm in a test. No, it is, yes. No, you're, you're doing quite well. <laughs> so other than the... The, the sex therapy that you normally do and the education and the sex ed in the city classes, what other work do you do? Real work? Because um, you work with a, a non-profit, don't you? I do. I volunteer for a, a charity called Touching Base. Mm-hmm. They uh, connect people with disability with sex workers. And I find that fascinating and humbling all at the same time. And it's a whole new side to me that I didn't know existed it's it's amazing to actually volunteer for something rather than always wanting to do paid work it's just it's so rewarding and to actually speak to people in that industry is you're always learning something you're learning about life you're learning about behaviors so you're learning about the psychology of absolutely everything but um you know it's just nice to be involved in something like that really that's cool. So, like, so they they facilitate people with disabilities meeting the sex workers, correct? Yes. Yes. So, what are the like the ages of the sex workers? Are they all ages? All kinds? you know what? I Is think it... so. I think they can range from what's the legal age? 16, 18, yeah. whatever the age is. I have no idea what the legal uh, age is in Australia. <laughs> that is bad. Um, <laughs> you know, to sixty odd. So mm. it, it you know you can be any age to to be part of that 
That's really, I think it's it's a great charity because it's interesting, it's interesting work, I'm sure. But at the same time, it is, it's that everybody needs somebody. Do you know Mm -hmm. what? I think what I, what got me into that was that it doesn't matter who you are, everyone likes the sense of touch. Yes. And sometimes when you've got a disability, the only touch you have is that medical kind of touch. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? You're, You're poked and prodded from a medical perspective. But wow, wouldn't it be nice to have the touch of someone who actually wants to have some, some give, show you some sort of intimacy or some sort of something that's not on the medical aspect. And it's not always about sex because that's not what it's all about. But sometimes it's just exactly that. Sometimes they, you just need a cuddle from someone else that, you know, or that intimate time with someone that you may not be able to get anywhere else. So I think touching base was a fantastic option to kind of marry those two mm-hmm. things together. That's cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's I think that's awesome. That Yeah, that definitely seems like it would go very well hand in hand with the sex education, hmm. sure. Hmm. Yeah. So as a sex educator, thinking <laughs> back, is there something that you wish that you had if you could talk to, you know, <laughs> 13, 14, 15-year-old Miss Jeff. Yes. Is there advice you would give her? Um, yes. She would, first of all, put her hand up in sex ed classes because it was a private school, and she would ask different questions without a doubt. Um, I think as a young girl, you just get, you absorb whatever information came your way. Now, remember, this was well and truly before technology. There was no Google. There was no anything. So there was no information hey, for the record, at your I remember fingertips. those times as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that information was not at your fingertips. So whatever was given to you, whatever um, social norms were given to you, you just took. That was it. And you know, we were watching something the other day. We were, and they were the presenter was really accurate in the fact that. Sex ed classes once upon a time, for men, you could talk about, you know, the young boys, you could talk about anything. You could talk about erections, you could talk about, um, you know, uh, wet dreams, you could talk about all those things. But for girls, there was pretty much all the reproductive stuff and whatever happened there. And then there was nothing between all that area and the knees and nothing in between was ever spoken about. So, you know, as my young, young pre-adolescent girl, yes, I would put my hand up and go, well, hang on a minute, there must be more to it than... Than pregnancy and, and periods. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, there has to be. Because we weren't taught about, you know, we were taught, like you said, about all, you know, the reproductive stuff and pregnancy and periods and exactly. unwanted, unwanted, and unwanted pregnancies. pregnancies. Not, not yeah. pregnancy, but unwanted pregnancies. Yes. So everything was in a negative light. There was no, here's the, the good thing about being a woman. This is how you can enjoy it. No. But there was none of that. Nothing. And I think then you fall into the trap that it gets passed on from generation yeah. to generation. So and then, that's if you get anything, I guess, at all. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's true. So then really as the grown-up, yes, you want to say to yourself, I need to question what I learned as a, you know, in, when I was 13 in school and go, there had to be more to it than that, surely. Until you stumble across your first sexual experience and you go, oh, hang on, they should have told me more. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why didn't they tell me more? How, how old were you at your first sexual experience? <laughs> well, it depends on what you define. Do you know what? I was in my teens. Yes. That's okay. Some of us were in our 20s. 
<laughs> Some of us are late bloomers. Oh, that's um, so sweet. Yeah, I am. Um, so were your first sexual experiences, would you consider them good? No. Gosh, no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Was there anything positive gosh, about no. them? <laughs> you know what? I... I uh, for I don't know, um, I'm sure really fumbling in the dark. <laughs> probably, I would say yeah. so. Do I? I think that um, the basis of what I did for so many years is what I got in that first year or two of being a teenager. You know, whatever information you could get, whether it's friends, you know, huddling around and giving you these weird stories about, you know, boys look like this and whatever. <laughs> and they have weird stuff that comes out, <laughs> whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> so I just, I just want to say... I would say, say disastrous. <laughs> as a side note, you, you laugh about that, but <clears throat> I remember a story which is... This is absolutely true. Um, young Mr. Adam in sixth grade... Uh, we had already had our sex education class, um, and so of course, because of that, all the boys are outside standing talking about what they learn in sex education <laughs> class. Uh, and one boy stands up very proudly and says he knows how to get a woman pregnant. Excellent. And I'm like, awesome. And so you know, all us other boys are like, oh my god, oh my god, how do you know? I saw my daddy do it. <laughs> oh my god! And so oh my god, you saw your parents get gross. <laughs> what was he doing? He goes, the way you get a woman pregnant is you stand over her and pee on her belly button. Excellent! I love it. <laughs> and that's where you, how you get how you get pregnant. <laughs> and so I've tried that multiple times, and all I ever get is slapped. <laughs> but no, you know it's funny. You look at that. That was after our sex education class. We had a yeah. week of sex ed, and a week. The, yeah. I think we had an hour. Well, it was or two. Uh, wait. It was an hour. A day for oh, a week. For a week yeah. and they had to split the girls and boys up, yeah. and you know you have to tell the girls all the scary things, and you have to watch the little fuzzy rabbit gets hair where he doesn't have. Hair and there's anymore. the fun. There's another fundamental thing that you just touched on: the fact that they did split the boys and girls up. Oh, always. I, that kills yeah. me. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Because why would you want to know what goes on with the other sex? That's right. And so that's why when you, you when you ask me, anyway. and that's why when you ask me about um, whether. You, you know, as a single, whether you can or yeah. cannot come to the class or not, absolutely. But, you know, it's lovely that everyone can be privy to the same information. Yeah. And, you know, it really needs to start from that first sex ed class that you do at school. It's actually, I think, called body awareness now or body science or something or other like uh, that. Of course it it's is. <laughs> changed is to that be because more you can't say the correct. S word in school? <laughs> Nobody says the S word. It's a dirty word. It is funny you think about that. It's, you know, and, and talking about singles coming to a class or whatnot, you know, I think about the first class that we that we ever, that first class for me as an adult that I ever went to was the one at Our Secret Spot, the first one that you gave, which was cock and ball massage. Um, which is happening again. Yay! <laughs> Friday, March 31st. Um and she and I went, honestly, to be supportive. Both <laughs> Thank of us, you. I appreciate that. Both of us went, uh, we're, we, know, we know this. I mean, both of us have juggled enough balls. We've had enough balls in the air at some point or another that we don't need anybody telling us how to massage a cock. This but woman we thought, sucks. No, because but we, no, we, we didn't know anything about you. No. But we heard the subject matter and we're like, eh, whatever. We'll see. We'll go and be supportive. But we thought week. that the sex ed classes were a good idea. idea. And so that's, we're like, well, let's go check it out, see how it is, and see how we can support it. And the yeah. first thing, you know, you go through your, your, your 
your tools, your your uh, your fifteen <laughs> techniques. And I gotta be honest, there was a couple of them I was like, no, <laughs> nobody does that. Nobody's gonna do that. And of course, I get home with this one, and she's like, let's try that. <laughs> and she does, and I'm like, holy shit. So it it goes back to. This whole long story is just to sort of build on the fact that we assume that we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in fact, and I know just for me personally, the way I masturbate is always the same. Yes. I don't change. Yes. You know, I do the one thing. It works for me. I enjoy it. It's a get the job done kind of technique. And then you move on. So with a partner. But you can mix it up and you can make it more fun and do different things. And, and it tends to last longer. And you get surprised. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's, I think it's... And, and you're right, and it takes them by surprise. A new technique will add an element of surprise, but it will take something to, in a different path that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to the, you know, even... You, you, you need to know yourself. You need to know your partner's body. But that, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to culminate and say is like, even the, the children. You know, it's like, we, we don't tell boys what girls look like. We don't tell girls what boys look like. But it's kind of important to, mm. to understand both yourself and your partner's anatomy. Um, and I think uh, in relation to that, there are two things, if I can remember them now out of my head. The first thing is that, Sometimes you have that story that what I'm experiencing is the same as what everybody else is experiencing. Until you get to a class or somewhere like that and you go, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not. Or maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Uh, So I think in that respect, it's amazing. And, oh, that's right. That's what I was thinking. So, yes, you say that you um, may masturbate the same all the time. When you come to a class, and as you say, you experience those one or two or three new techniques, the other person really needs to be open to go, yeah, let's give that a go. Right. Because otherwise that just defeated the purpose of all that excitement that yeah. you wanted to try yeah. it. Well, and even, then, yeah. but both of you have to. It's not yeah. just, if it is a, mastur- if it is a, a cock a and ball. If it is a cock, <laughs> well, I was going to say a masturbation class, but that doesn't make sense. If it is a cock and ball class, you know, you have to be, the male has to be just as, as receiving yes. or open Responsive. to the idea of receiving mm. as the female mm. is of giving or male, whoever, whatever your partner gender is, yeah. you know, so. And I will say that there's times where I'll mix it up with Mr. Adam and do different techniques, you know, from time to time, um, you know, pull one of your 15 different techniques out of the bag every three <laughs> months, something that, you know, it's been shoved away for a while. Oh, we haven't done this in ages. Let me try it. And it's interesting because then he reacts differently to me. So then I get a different experience, especially if we're in like a, a 69 or kind of a reciprocal position. Then then I'll get something different from it because it's different for him. And so then he's reacting differently. And that kind of makes it a little more fun too. Yeah. You and, you're not, and you're out of that rut. That, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, this is not a mechanical task exactly. anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll admit, there, I've had sexual partners where it was a mechanical thing. Yeah. You, you ride the mechanical bull for 45 seconds to, you know. Wow, that long. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then, and then you, you hop off, you wipe down the saddle, and you go to sleep. Um, but, you know, it's, it is, it's better to, you know, be open and responsive to new stuff. And, new and, stuff. I, and I think that our classes do, they start a different conversation. So you might come and you go, I know 90% of this. 
But at the end of it, so what? So you get another 10%? I doubt it's only 10%, but you get to exchange ideas with other people as well. Yeah. That whole, you know, generate ideas around a circle and come up with, hey, yeah, I do this this way, or I do this this way, is a real cool way to end the class as well. And it's also good that, um, you know, it's a great catalyst for a conversation. Mm. So you may know 100%. Let's say you're you're a, a frequent flyer. I want to talk to that person. And, yeah. and they know everything that you've said. But it's still a good, you know, there's no guarantee that their partner knows everything that you've said. And it's a good catalyst for conversation for them to talk about it on the way home, the next morning, um, about what did you think about the class? What mm. did you like? What didn't you like? What do you want to try? So on and so forth. And it doesn't mean just, you know, if and I don't know that there's anyone out there who does, but if you do know everything there is to know about a topic, that doesn't mean that you use it and that you can share it with your partner or partners very well yeah. and, and consistently. Exactly, exactly. And so sometimes coming to the class uh, breaks down that barrier mm-hmm. that says, I don't have the confidence to talk about everything that I want to speak about, but... Come to the class and that will begin that process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that works for a lot of people that walk in that door. I agree. I tend to agree. Mm. So um, there are multiple sex educators in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes, you know, A, what makes you? And then B, what makes the sex ed in the city? What makes that different? What, uh, how do you stand out? How do we stand out? I, th- I think we stand out in three ways, I would say. I think the fact that we have that conversation and we are fortunate enough to have the two of you to demo is really important because people get that aha moment. They get that, wow, now, now that makes sense. I can see it. And I think the other part to that is that anyone can walk in that door and it can be anyone from their you know in their 20s to in their 60s and we have a whole demographic of any sexual interest that we can now have a different conversation with and so i think those three things you know the content the 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 two of you your live demo the anyone that comes along really just makes that balance takes it to a new level it makes it awesome not many people have that i would say no one has all three components it's you know i, I will say the and people it's fun it's fun it the people fun. we've talked to yeah. have always been very positive and and you know yeah. we've gotten a lot of good feedback from the community after after our class and it can be really high energy too i was gonna say and some of that comes a lot of it comes from the 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 people in the class, the ones that yeah. who are attending it. Exactly. Because, I mean, there's a lot of great people that come, and some people are more interactive than others, different personalities, that's fine. But it's interesting to have that interaction with, mm. with people and to be able to talk to them. It's not just, you know, you know, Miss Jiff doesn't just stand up and talk at them. It's, it's interactive. You know, you talk with them, you present the information, and we get that immediate feedback from people, and you get to kind of see their personalities come through during the class. And before the class when we talk to them and afterwards and and it's kind of it's fun to interact with people on a different level that way and for everyone to be in an environment where they're comfortable and, to and talk th- about things and you're right because the environment that we're in right now is a very safe 
and non-sterile kind of environment. Does that make sense? It's not like you go down to uh, one of the public rooms and you have a class down there and it's very <laughs> sterile and it's, yeah. you know, it's really... Fluorescent lights. And... Yeah, <laughs> so true. And one's flickering in yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just that kind of environment. And I think the people that walk in the door, regardless of how frightened they may or might not be to walk in the door... It's just such a relaxed, fun, and high-energy environment that everyone goes, yeah, why? let's be part of it. I want to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And so they open up as, as the, you know, probably not in the first 10, 15 minutes if you're really kind of closed, but I would say by halfway in the class, people are kind of relaxing going, oh, yeah, this is really cool, and now I want to be part of it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and just to touch on that, one of the things that I like to do before we start the class is ask how many people are new? Who are, who are first-timers here at Our Secret Spot? Mm. Um, which I think we've already said this, but the, oh, we host the classes at Our Secret Spot. Um, but I would say at least a third of the people, and there's been a couple of times it's been three-quarters of the folks, yes. were yep. first-timers. Mm-hmm. Um and you're absolutely right, though. By the end of it, they're a lot more relaxed. Yeah. They had never been to the club before, but they'd see that it's not something to be scary of, scared of. You know, it's not. Um, I think why I chose and, and, I, and I enjoy going to Our Secret Spot is because, you know, when I met Lawrence, he had this, and even his partner, they have this vision that with good communication you can take your relationship to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's such a sex-positive kind of place that it's not like I come to a class, I throw my keys in a bowl, and <laughs> I have to be naked and sit in the class. Right. It's not like that. It's, you know, the fact is it's just a nice, relaxing, warm kind of place to be. Sometimes a little too warm, but that's okay. But we have air conditioning and fans now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, and, and we're getting into winter. I, you know, and I tend to agree. You know, that's one of the things that it's why we have really been, I mean, I, I, anybody who listens to the podcast hears OSS or Our Secret Spot, probably every podcast. Yeah. Um, only because it's the quality of both the people who work there, and the, yes. the, you know, the, the two proprietors, the the people who work there, the and, then, and then their mm. clientele. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all this, it's warm and welcoming and open and non-threatening. Accepting. And accepting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really inviting mm-hmm. uh, would be the word I would use, probably to sum them all up. Yes. Um, and that's Absolutely. one of the things we really, really like about it. You go in with an open, positive attitude, and you'll never get any issues at all. And if you're thinking, oh my goodness, it's, you know, in a swingers club. Yeah. That you then, you know, the misconception's wrong, really. Yeah, it's absolutely it's wrong. A room. Do, you need to do well, the research. Do research. And also, the classes are held before the club opens. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, the club's actually and closed. So, so, yeah, the club is closed during time. So, the class is the only thing going on in there. And it's, it's set up that way so that if you want to stay afterwards, especially if it's your first time or you just want to check things out, you know, you're already there, it's fine. If you want, if you're a regular and you want to stay, that's fine. But if you're not comfortable with it, you don't have to. You no. Know, you can, when the class is over, the club is opening, so you can absolutely leave. That's completely fine. Yeah. But if you're kind of curious, Stay a bit. Check it out. Talk to people a little more. Yeah. Now, we won't object, though, if you want to wear your really nice lingerie or you want to just kind of dress sexy for the evening, that's okay. We're not going to know that. That's that's normally just the three of us. (laughs) This is very true. (laughs) But most people are there in in jeans or a cocktail dress or workwear or whatnot. Yes. A couple of polos, a couple of button-up, a couple of lumberjack shirts. Um, (laughs) What? I can't help it. I like the lumberjacks. Um, so in your opinion, what is like the, that secret ingredient that makes a good class great? I think it's like life. I think you have to come in with a good sense of humor and just be easygoing and willing to kind of take whatever comes your way. And really, if you just sit back and relax and even participate, not just sit back and enjoy the ride, I think the class can be a very good class. And as you say, there's always something to learn, without a doubt. And so, you know, if you're open-minded enough to go, oh, yeah, I I didn't know everything about cock and ball massage or whatever the topic (laughs) is. I didn't know where the G... I thought the G-spot was and, you know, this... Whatever it was. At I six thought the G-spot was on the G-man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the case yeah. may be. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. I would tend to agree. I also yeah. love the fact that you just compared uh, a sex ed class to life. That's, <laughs> you're, an, you're an artistic beauty. <laughs> but it's true. No, it's, I think it, you're spot it, on. It, it, it's, it's attitude. What it all boils down to is your attitude. If yep. you go into it, any situation, be it life, yes. the first day of school, be it you know your your local shop, be it a sex ed class or a swingers club or a restaurant. If you go in with a positive attitude and expecting, you know, most things are going to be all right and fun and good, it is going to be it's that. It's going to be. But good. if you go in looking for problems, you're absolutely going to look for mm. You're going to find problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That always, one of my... Long time things I used to say when I my previous life I traveled ninety percent of the time, um, so spending that much time in airplanes and airports and hotels, you quickly learn that people are mirrors, and if you walk up to somebody and you smile at them, they're going to smile back. But if you look at them and just kind of frown, you're not going to get a response. Mm, it's um, true. And I used to do that. That used to be a game that I would play to keep myself sane in airports. <laughs> is you would walk, not the crazy Hannibal you Lecter the crazy smile. You go, hello. No, I wasn't, I wasn't that guy. But, and I wasn't doing the Hannibal Lecter smile, but you just friendly smile at people. And you would always get smiles back. And that's mm. something that I wish more people realized. It's always interesting, too, because I'll do it sometimes on the bus or the train when yeah. I'm commuting to work. And you'll see people, you know, in the morning going to work, and they're kind of all uptight. And you just kind of smile at them. And they're just kind of like, 
they'll smile back and their shoulders relax. Yeah. And you can see really, a physical response. Yeah. It's amazing. But we're conditioned as adults. Whereas if a little child was waving to you, you'd go, uh-huh. oh, I can wave back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you feel really good. Yeah. And I would love to know where that changes in us because you're spot on. Because every child on the bus that waves at me, and even when I'm on the bus and cars go by and the kids wave, I always wave right back and I <laughs> smile at them because I'm, I think that's something that should be encouraged. And your mood has just lifted. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm generally a happy guy, generally. <laughs> um, and it's not the alcohol; it's it's life. Um, so, okay, we did a little bit of spoiler alert last week on the podcast, and we talked that you might be the creative genius behind some of our blogs um, that we've yet to release for Sex Ed in the City. Um, but one of the ones that still sticks in my head is you said something like 101 things you can do with a coconut. Um, which we're excited about, and and we're we're still promising people that that will be uh, one of the emailers and blog posts that if you don't have at least five things to do with a coconut, we promise one hundred and one. Okay, five is good. But okay, if you can, I do, can do five, if you can do sure. five, um, or maybe I don't know, maybe ten percent of one hundred and one, so ten point one. Good luck on that point one. Um, but without giving away too much of other things that you're sort of planning and thinking about, what other like blog topics? Would you like to touch on? What can people look forward to? I think right now there are a few blogs that I'm really interested in. And it's a buzzword right now amongst my circle of friends, but it's that whole compersion thing. I know, right? That's one of my words. (laughs) Okay. You must be one of my friends. I I must be. (laughs) Anybody who knows that word is my friend. Um, But seriously, that... And jealousy. And I think those two, you know, there's a misconception out there of what it is. And to me, I see that as the same as, you know, when your child just giggles uncontrollably as a mother and you go, that is so, I'm so happy for them. Yes. Then it's that same kind of thing. And so I really wanted to touch on really that whole compersion thing. And and how that works in a relationship. I think it's critical. I so as a side note, anybody who's listening who has no idea what the word compersion is, <laughs> um, I will admit if you, look, you it up, look it up, if you look it up, you might actually have difficulty finding the definition for it. Um, it is a relatively new word that I'm not actually sure that is in the Oxford English Dictionary yet. We should ring them. But we should totally fucking <laughs> ring them. Um, I know it's on Urban Dictionary and in a couple of other places, but it is the... The buzzword. The buzzword, uh, especially amongst the sex and swinger community. That is uh, the flip side of the coin to jealousy. Mm. So jealousy is the negative feeling that you get. Um, compersion is the positive feeling that you get from that same sort of emotion. And the, always the way I like to explain it to, to my friends who have no idea what I mean uh, is if you're at a bar and your partner goes up to the bar and you notice that someone is checking your partner out, jealousy is, hey, that's my partner. Yeah. That's what the jealousy is. Whereas if your partner goes to the bar and you see someone checking your partner out and you go, hey, that's my that's partner. Exactly. That's compersion. Okay. So it's, it comes from the same place. It's just handled in a different way. Mm. It's that whole positive negative yeah. again. Mm. The yin yang yeah. of, uh, of, of how you do with things. Yeah. Um, I think that the another blog that I was thinking was that whole moral compass. And it's really important because to me because 
you know, from generation to generation, we've had that this is what your role should be. And particularly with my upbringing, your role is um, sex definitely wasn't for enjoyment. Your role was the female, you were the child bearer, and that was it. (laughs) You're basically a drug mule for nine months out of the year and then a meal ticket for the rest of the 18 years. I failed at my job. (laughs) (laughs) But... So really, it's it's about you know, and then then came the you know all of our our grandparents have lived through all of those traditional roles. Right. Then came the sixties and the whole women's you know just the whole contraception, the women's movement, the everything that happened, and then sexuality changed and the whole sexual revolution. And I think to explore that would be very interesting. And I think another topic that I really want to look at is um, I'd like to call maybe beyond the condom because there's a lot to health and safety. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is not just about condoms. It goes down to, you know, you, how clean your fingers are. It goes down to absolutely everything. And um, I, I'm hoping that would actually be a humorous side to all of that. It's a humorous side to how dirty your fingers I, are. I can actually think of a few puns to go into that. Yes, yeah. agreed, agreed. It's so true, but really, it's, um, you know me, I'm a clean freak, and so it's there's more to being healthy than just using a condom, really. Agreed. Absolutely. So, yeah. so those know, are, there's a few there. Those are so, I'm excited now. Now, yeah. now I want to fucking read them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so get to writing, woman. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be working on those. And I, when I say we, it's the royal we. Miss um, <laughs> Jeff will be working on those. And uh, we'll get those posted as they come, pun intended. Um, <laughs> Without a doubt. Somebody's having trouble sitting still over there. Um, so, okay. So it wouldn't be by the by if we didn't ask this question. Okay. Um, so you walk into a cocktail party. You're in your nice little dress that we've seen that's backless. Um, boobs hanging out. Boobs, There's always one. Boobs are hanging yeah. out. Yeah, no. We, we've actually seen that, and you've got like four. Um <laughs> So you walk into a cocktail party and there's all these men in their suits and women in their dresses. Who Are they you... a three-piece suit? Okay. Three-piece suit oh, okay. and sparkling gowns. Yes. It's, but not vests. It's, it's but... not white or black tie. Okay. It's, it's, it's a formal event that's not white tie or black tie. Because we had that discussion about vests versus... Yes. What's it called? Uh, Waist waistcoats. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that one's for you, law. Um, so... Uh, what, who who do you notice first in this cocktail scenario? Um, I would have to say that I'm always, always attracted to eyes. Eyes to me are the thing that draws me in. And I think because I read eyes, I hope I do. Actually, no, I don't. I don't always read them very well. <laughs> I try to read. I think because I try to read eyes. <laughs> because... Delving into people's eyes has gotten me in some unpredictable situations, but that's okay. Well, that's another That's another story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) But really, I think taking the time to look into someone's eyes and really looking into them and reading that person can help me gauge what kind of person they are. And so I don't need to have a very long conversation with them to go, yeah, that's the kind of person that I want to hang out with. And to be honest with you, if they look good and like they've, well presented they look like they've taken the time to present themselves 
then I'm instantly attracted to them. So as sex well. doesn't matter. It's all about the eyes. It is. And personality. It is. Yeah. Wait, so did you notice our eyes when we first met you the first time? Now I'm wondering how long did she stare into our eyes? I know. Well, I noticed that Mrs. Adam was the hot, sexy portion of the duo. <laughs> wow. Sorry, baby. Wow. My, my heart just broke a little. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm, I'm hoping we get a mass of emails now that tell me how pretty I am and how people love me too because I'm starting to feel some pain. There's a tear in my eye. Fine, yes, beautiful, sexy eyes. Fine. Anyway, um, how about you? When you walk into a cocktail party, what do you see? First thing. Um, breasts. Just a, just a good street. Yeah. Like, does it matter if they're attached to men or women? Like, because no. I'm imagining Fight Club and uh, no. Meatloaf with Man those bros. Man boots. Not like that. So I would say if a woman's wearing a dress, sometimes with a plunging neckline is awesome, but also some very high ones, just where they shape things very nicely. So okay. you get yes. that, at that outline. Yes, yes, yes. But it's a suggestion. You don't mm-hmm. actually see anything. Mm-hmm. That can be really hot and sexy. Um, guys, if their shirt is well fitted so that it's it's tight and kind of shows that you know they like you said they care about themselves maybe work and out not a little too shapely. Yeah, exactly. yeah um i would i would say that for sure like uh, the the physique in general the overall shape you know mm. again for guys that upside down triangle yeah and okay yeah yeah it's just i would i would say that um personality because that's you know when you walk into a room all you have is looks yeah. that's all you've got judging them books by their covers absolutely but personality can take a woman or a man five steps up in a heartbeat i like humor too yeah yeah humor goes a long way with me mm. yes yeah <laughs> i'm not that's just... why i like stand-up comedy i come away very moist wow moister than an oyster <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god yeah <laughs> okay well all right me but first. you didn't answer the question. What? Mr. Adam, what was your oh, answer yeah. to the question? Oh, the same question? Yes. Uh, so when I walk we into a, if I walk into a cocktail party and I see all these men in suits and all these women in evening gowns, the first person that always jumps out to me is whoever's holding the drinks. So whoever's got the, gla- the, 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 the tray with the champagne, that's the first person that I am attracted to. Oh, my. Typically, the second person I'm attracted to is whoever has hors d'oeuvres or canapes. Oh, my goodness. Um, if they have caviar of some sort... I am now moister than an oyster. No um, smile, no nothing. Don't, they don't need a smile. They, as long as they have caviar. <laughs> big frowny face. Uh, they can have a big frowny face as long as they give me some caviar. Okay. Um, but if I'm looking, once I have my you know left handful of drink, my right handful of canapé. You're anyone's. <laughs> I, I'm, anyone. I'm, I'm now a free spirit, a free love, free agent. Um, no, I'm, I am, at least right now, Like, and I know I mentioned this to her just the other day, any guy with a close cropped beard, I am an absolute sucker for. I have been known to accidentally miss my, to walk to a different bus stop. I have passed a bus stop to chase a guy just to get another look at the, at the close cropped beard. But that goes back to the keeping, you know, maintaining your appearance, yeah. taking the yeah. time for Absolutely. yourself. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. why not? I want I want a clean I don't like the big bushy crazy beard or the like a long beard. It needs to be close and just scruffy enough to know, yeah, that's right now that's who I see. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after that on for for women it's their ass. Absolutely I'm an ass man. 
Awesome. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we broke Miss Jeff. Yes. Um, so, so before we go into our question of the week, oh, is there anything else that you would like to tell the listeners out there about yourself or what you do or anything else at all? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. no pressure. A little pressure. You don't have to. I'm just yeah, giving you a chance. It's funny because we were just writing our profile on... <laughs> yeah, so we've been uh, tonight, earlier tonight, before we started this podcast, uh, we were trying to write our profiles for the Sex Ed in the City. Um, and if you go to the website right now, you'll still see uh, that there's still no profiles for any of us. Give us a couple um, days. We need a week. Yeah. Um, we, we were dying laughing just for the fact that we were trying to write them, really. Profiles are hard to write. Try to write three paragraphs about yourself that doesn't make you... St- Sound like a complete tool. It's really <laughs> like going to a dating game, really. It's worse because I can write myself looking awesome on a dating site. Um, I can't write myself and make myself look professional. <laughs> I mean, because I look at the, I look at Sex Ed in the City and I'm like, oh, I want people to trust what I say. I want people to think I have value. I want people to think I'm smart. Um, and all I can come up with is that I know how to knit and I know how to, I don't know, <laughs> something. I, I like dill pickles. <laughs> that's, that's, I beg. Yeah, like, I, can, I, I like to cook, you know. Um, I like to have sex. That should make you want to listen to me, right? Um, that's clearly why our podcast listeners. Is that right? Uh, is that your qualification? I've had lots of sex. I, I have had now lots of sex. It took me a few decades to get to that <laughs> point um but yeah yeah we'll but, expect to see that on your profile um, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> all right I've had lots of sex yeah, so, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah so i think it will come up in the profile of, <laughs> and yes i will reinvent myself in the profile and make myself very exciting so yeah so that's what's coming still well i think you're i think you're exciting as it is i mean you're you're interesting and exciting and i like that um but like I was saying, it's hard for anybody to write yeah. about themselves and not feel like a complete and total twat. Well, you want your energy to come out in yeah. what you're writing. And that's hard to do. Yes. And it's, it's hard to do without sounding very boring. Yes. And, and yeah. just to... Or egotistical. Yeah. yeah. Just, just to, to give you the kudos that I think you deserve, the, the classes that... Well, one of the reasons that we were excited to come up and talk to you after the first class was because I had nice eyes too. No, maybe not. <laughs> I had no canopies or drinks. <laughs> you, you had no drinks, no canapé, no orders, no have caviar. Her hanging out um, you did have your breasts hanging out, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit balls! Look at those breasts." You do have very nice breasts. I just want to say. Okay, thank um, you. Uh, but it was one of the things you have this two things, I guess, uh, this passion and vitality yeah. about when you present. Is that because I don't stop talking and I don't own a watch? <laughs> <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. But it's, it's one of those things that you... are spot on. When, yeah. when you talk, you're, you're interesting, you're exciting, and people want to listen to what you say. Well, that's sweet. Um, well, I mean, it's not sweet, it's honest. I mean, if you, th- if you want to take it as a compliment, go ahead. But it, it's... I, I do mean it sincerely, that, you know, you, we were both kind of enthralled you have an energy about you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's clear you know what you're talking about. It's clear you have experience uh, in your 15 handjob techniques. <laughs> hashtag lucky partner. Hashtag so jealous. Um, but, you know, that was one of the things we were like, we need to talk to this lady. Yeah. Um, and then it was one of those, as soon as we spoke to you and talked to you even off stage, um, 
it was one of those we want to work we have to work with her and that was with no caffeine can you imagine what caffeine could do to that I don't think you need <laughs> caffeine honey no so just stick with decaf <laughs> do we have a question of the week we do we have a question of the week we have a question of the week Miss Jeff is going to answer it first oh okay if you were alone on a desert island and the only thing you could have was a perpetually charged sex toy, perpetually. which would you choose and why? <laughs> well, I'm a big, huge fan of a wand. The Hitachi is, Magic Wand. Yes. It really is my go-to. It's my go-to when I just want to hurry up and get the job over and done with. <laughs> it's my go-to when I just want to add a little bit extra. I think it's my go-to when I want to have more than one person be able to use the toy because the fact that it's got so many attachments. It's good for him. It's good for her. It's good for anyone. It's good for front. It's good for back. It does everything. And, um, yeah, it's got power. Yeah. It's got amazing power. Do you have it one does. that's uh, rechargeable, or do you have one of the ones that plugs straight into the wall with like 5,000 watts of power? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I got some all. <laughs> that's fantastic. Wait, is yours waterproof? Do you use it in the shower? Um, not yet. No, I don't, can't get that far. <laughs> Well, don't use the one that plugs in in the shower. That's a bad thing. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Um, yes. So that's my All right, that's, a good that's my go-to. <laughs> and you? I'm tied between... Normally, I would agree with Mischief on the Wand. It is one of my... If I absolutely had to choose, that is a very strong, strong go-to. Mm. However, I also really, really like something inside me. And so uh, yes. I will say that for me... A, a very traditional rabbit that has the rotating beads and the vibrator on the clip uh, part. Yes. I like that because it's something inside me. You get the rotating beads right at the end there, which is really kind of awesome. And then you still get the clit stimulation. And I can, for me, the wand is, there's a few toys that will vibrate enough for me to squirt with. Mm. The wand is one. The rabbit's another. There's a there's a handful of them. And a but good not quality all. rabbit, though. You want oh, yeah, a yeah, good yeah, quality sure. one. For sure. Not a cheap one. No, you have to spend some money on that. Oh, you're going to be on a desert island. But. I'm pretty sure you can afford a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but honestly, because some of the um, cheaper ones, uh, once it starts to, you know, like one of the... Motors, motors yeah. slows down to the right. other, or once you've got it inserted, it just dies. And and the fact that we're on this desert island and you only have one sex toy just means that when you travel, you better pick a damn good sex toy to go with you. Because <laughs> if you get stranded, you you want it to be good. I think I'm gonna professor it like from the Gilligan's Island and okay. make my own yeah. out of coconuts and palm trees and shit. <laughs> Is this like, one of the hundred and one things to do with a coconut? Yes, yeah, exactly. make a sex toy <laughs> out of it. Tell me. Um, <laughs> no, for me it would be the. It's funny because we've got some really nice ones. I like the, the the beaded butt plug. I like the the um, the prostate massager that moves. The come hither. The come hither mm-hmm. one. But I got to be honest, the one that I love the best is the most recent one we got in the States, which was the Jeju, J-E-J-O-U-E is the name of the brand. Okay. And it's just a wireless butt plug. Oh, yeah. It's what does it do? It's the smaller, it's got a smaller insert part than some of the bigger butt plugs are. It's a teardrop shape, though. Yeah. Um, but lays, it has a flat bit on the outside. It's one that I could wear 
on the bus. It's so yeah. discreet. It's really small, but it's still got this amazing vibration to it. Um, it's got an app that we can control, so that's fun to play with the app. Um, I like that. Part. But it's it's during our um, our vibrations, good vibrations class, the sex toy class. It was the one I had in the entire time the class was going on. Yeah. Um, so it is a really, I love it. I think it's mm-hmm. great, um, and it lays perfectly in the prostate. It's yeah, so it would it would be one that. But I would also need a lifetime supply of uh, lube. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that doesn't come. Sorry. Can you I can that? make wait, coconut wait. oil. Can you yeah. get that from coconuts? Exactly. Yeah. I can make that from coconut oil. Okay, so I know we said we had one question from listeners, but I actually remember I had a really good question uh, messaged to us via Twitter today from um, from. His, his name is Kevin Costner. I don't Excellent. think it's the Kevin Costner. <laughs> we um, like to think so, though. But I like to imagine that Kevin yeah, Costner listens to us you. and that he... Because yeah. who doesn't like so, Waterworld? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Um, so, but he had a question that I thought was such a great question. Um, it said, a question for the podcast or a podcast by itself, which it could be, but we're just going to answer this really as quickly as we can. What is your best or worst sex accident or sexidents? Hashtag trademarked. So, a sex accident, best or worst, I'm assuming, I'm going to look at this as your, you or your partner, if it's the worst, you or your partner got injured. If it's the best, you were like, holy shit, I can't believe that actually worked. We need to incorporate that into our regular play. And while you guys think about it, I will tell a story. <laughs> um, it, it did not actually happen to me. Um, but in college, I had a when I was sitting in computer science classes, as you do, um, the gentleman in front of me turned around and he goes, oh my God, my girlfriend broke my dick. (laughs) So this clearly falls into the worst, I don't want to do this all the time. But he was freaking out because they were having sex. She was on top and she came down wrong. Not in the class, I hope. No, God, God, I wish I'd have gone to that class more often. Um... (laughs) And that's was that was computer science, how to make a love doll. Um, man, I'm going to Java all over her. Um, God, I just nerded out a little. Um, see, I'm sharp. Um, that was for my nerd friends. Anyway, uh, so... Basically, she was on top riding him. She came down wrong, and they heard a loud snap, and it hurt to get an erection for the next six weeks. So, which is why I'm still conscious when you're on top. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there's a few times that I'll put my hands under you to catch you, mm-hmm. like because so, <laughs> you don't want to. You want to make I don't sure, want, yeah. I don't want to break that. That's going to be bad. Yeah. It's, yeah. So bad, bad bojo. But that's it's not one that happened to me. But it's a story I heard of. It was enough to affect my sex acts. And be, I'm constantly cognizant of that. I don't remember his name. I don't remember the class. I don't remember anything about college, period. But you still feel sorry for the dude. But I still feel sorry for the dude. And he was like, I cried. We almost went to the doctor. <laughs> I probably would have. I probably would have yeah. as well. I'd go to the ER and be like, fix this, fix yep. this, do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then after he actually healed, he actually said that he didn't ever get as straight as he was, that he now had a curve to the left. He should have gone to the doctor. I'm now thinking he may have been coming on to me. I wish I had known that. <laughs> I was hearing a lot about this guy's junk. You like the curves of the left? I like... I'm just going to stop it right there. I like it. <laughs> I like it all. All right, so... Have you, have you ever had any to yourself? 
sex accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, you know, being a bottom, everybody, everybody who's ever tried to receive anal sex has had a sex accident of some sort or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh God, should I tell this story? Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So I may have been topping a guy and... I pulled out and looked down, and there was an undigested bean <laughs> on, my, on my junk. And that might have warped me for a very long time. Um, in fact, so much so that I think that's pretty much the catalyst as to well, not why now I'm really mostly a bottom. What, what, what kind of bean? That's important. I, I don't know. Some kind of kidney bean. <laughs> it, was, it was a red kidney bean. How much did you freak out? I freaked out a lot. <laughs> Although, I kept it all on the inside. Oh. I didn't let him know that I was freaking out. It was okay. <laughs> Sex was over. Pulled out. Yeah. So that was... Yeah. And then everybody's got the I need more lube story. Right. <laughs> Lord <laughs> mercy. Some people have the let's use spit lube story. Go back <laughs> three or four podcasts, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Miss Jeff. Oh, <laughs> I've told, I've told two uh-huh. stories. Do you know what? I could give you a thousand stories. But, <laughs> but I'd have to say that, yeah, I always end up in the, especially in my younger days, in the weirdest predicaments that I just couldn't get out of. I didn't have the knowledge to get out of those. But, you know, and this kind of goes to our next class, and I hate to say it, but, you know, I had this vision. I'd met this guy uh, that I'd known, and I wanted to give him the most amazing oral sex that I that I could and um, you know I got there and it just didn't smell good and it just, and there was toilet paper stuck on and oh was, god no it was just like <laughs> what 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 do I do like <laughs> oh you send him to the bathroom and you're like oh sweetie wash up <laughs> that ain't right that ain't right that ain't right <laughs> uh, there was toilet paper that. stuck to it oh so I mean I, I won't lie there's times after masturbating you clean up and you got toilet paper stuck to it the next day but you don't let the a partner see that shut up woman yeah, but I, maybe because it was unexpected maybe that's the, the that was the thing it's it was fiber. a surprise right? it's more fiber just go ahead and swallow it it's more fiber it's like roughage it's no different than kale or a bean yeah. So I think, so, Wait, so I think what's really important is that whole cleanliness thing. And we're definitely going to touch on that in our class because it is critical, guys. If you want a girl to go down on you, there's, there's a certain level of cleanliness that um, I expect, If you want right? anybody to go down on you, you better goddamn make sure you ain't got toilet paper stuck to your junk. <laughs> Seriously. It's toilet paper, toilet paper. Yes, anyway. So. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. That's, that's, that is better than any story that I actually have. That, that, I mean, I do think that one time a guy came and I had it stuck in my sinuses for like a week. But other than that, <laughs> toilet paper wins. I think well, Mr. wins. And why is this toilet paper brown? <laughs> oh, I got it out of somebody's ass. Hey, hey, sweetheart, you're not the first date tonight. What do you expect when our date starts at 11? Anyway, and Mrs. Adam, go. Um, 
I, I don't know that I have anything to top that. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Look, look the, the Eiffel Tower can't top that. <laughs> so, make my story sound terrible. Oh, no, no. You make your story sound terrible. Uh, no, I will say, and, and and this is, I don't think I've even ever told Mr. Adam this. Oh, good. I like these stories. This is going to be exciting. Um, but this goes back to the whole, I'm, I'm going to go back to the whole sex ed class discussion we had earlier and what you're told and not told. Um, but my first partner that I first had sex with, we, of course, made out a lot before, for months before, and there was a lot of fingering and whatever going on. Basically That's everything but sex, right? Yes. And I was raised, well, I was, more recently I was raised in the, the South, and it was, you know, a very religious area. And uh, you don't have sex until you're married. And so there was that whole, oh, we're going to wait till we're married thing or whatever. We're naive teenagers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so we were... In the car one night, yes, I lost my virginity in the car. We were in the car one night, and it was that whole we were making out. I was sitting on top of him, and it was like, do we, do we not? And I was basically on top of him, and it was like, yes, no, yes, no. And then as I slid down on top of him, it was like, no, no, no. Oh, wait, you're already inside of me. Yes, yes, we are. So that was how I lost my virginity is, are we going to do this, yes or no? Wait. As I slid uh, down on top of him. You lost your virginity without a condom, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yep, sure did. Lost your virginity yep. bareback. <laughs> I was wearing two condoms when I lost my virginity. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I was that wearing was, your condom. That was the problem. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a sex accident. Sex accident. Yes. <laughs> you lost I your like virginity. That's a sex accident. Yeah. yeah. A sexident. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Oh. And it sticks. It yeah. stays with you. Yeah, it does. Much absolutely. like a piece of white it toilet has, paper on the end of your cock, it have, sticks. Yeah, because you should have known better. But it, you know, it, it, it was like it was that whole moral dilemma. But yet, I really want it, and but yet, you're always told you're not supposed to do this. Were you and, on birth control? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you accidentally <laughs> slipped it in. Wow. It fell in. It fell Wait, in. Condoms are last second. Birth control is. I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's uh, man. We need to have her back on just for more of those stories. I mean. All right. Um, Great so, question. I, I think Great we should question. have a whole yes. podcast of thank you, stories. Thank you, Kevin Costner, for that wonderful question. I I absolutely love it. Um, yeah badass mm-hmm. uh so yes and a huge thank you to the gorgeous miss jiff thank you um i might just check do we her. need to give her a round of applause i was checking her out when she put her arms uh-huh. out and watching her anyway mm-hmm. lovely breasts anyway <clears throat> so you can find all three of us actually first of all Let's, you yeah. um you want to give your website contact details. twitter you want me to, yeah. So if you wish to contact Miss Jeff, um, she's kind of a technophobe, except for that wand. She, she loves, <laughs> that's, once, once the wand was invented, she stopped going to any other technology. Um, but if you wish to contact Miss Jeff, uh, you can find us, all of us, at www.sexedinthecity.com. You can follow us on Twitter, and I would encourage that because we're going to do blog post releases, uh, classes, um, all of that will be soon. 
That is um, at Sex Ed in the City or on the Facebooks at www.facebook.com slash Sex Ed in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, on the calendar on the website, the sexinthecity.com, uh, we will start putting up where Mrs. Adam and I are going to be, where Miss Jeff is going to be, all of our classes, if we're going to some anything. So, like, for instance, we're going to be at uh, Hellfire this weekend. Um, so if you're at Hellfire on Friday, uh, seek us out. You'll, you'll see us there. And if you look at the pictures, you'll, you'll know who you're looking for. Um, <laughs> so, or you can just stand in the center of the group and go, Mr. Adam, like that, and I'll find you. Um, or just have a close-cropped beard and he'll find you. Oh, fuck <laughs> Or just have breasts and she'll find you. Yeah, yeah. Or eyes. If you have eyes, Miss <laughs> Jeff will find you. So there you go. Bring if you, them along. If you happen to have all three of those, you're coming home with us that night. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so follow us there. Um, if you're looking for By the By, we are www.bythebuy.com.au. Uh, on Twitter, at By the By Podcast. Uh, or on the Facebooks at www.com slash by the by podcast. Oof, that's a lot of stuff that's, in that's there. That's a lot of words, um, yeah. Also, I know we've said it before, we'll say it again, the next Pendulum Party, uh, which we are going to coerce Miss Jiff and her partner to be at, uh, if at all possible, I'm going to twist that arm, uh, is going to be on May 19th. 19th. It's a Friday again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're interested in tickets or information or whatnot, hell, email, contact any of us. We will put yep. you in touch and with the people. Yeah. And tickets will be on sale in our secret spot soon Yep, and through us soon, but yep. definitely let us know. We'll, we'll get you in touch and get you a ticket to it. Yeah. Um, but I will say that, you know, we had really good response last time and hopefully everybody who came out last time will come out again and bring their friends. Yep. Because it's amazing. And if you missed Aww, it, hush, then <laughs> come and give it a try. Yes. Yes. Um, and again, all of us will be at Passion in Paradise the first week. Yes. Uh, I think it's October 21st through something. 19th uh, to 23rd. 19th to, I see, we'll be there on the 21st then, won't we? Yes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be in Passion in Paradise. I think it's passionandparadise.com. Www. Dot A-U maybe. Dot A-U maybe. Uh, if you search Passion in Paradise, you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll all be there, you know, getting our nude on. Absolutely. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> That's what we used to say in Kentucky. Um, all right. So once again, thank you, Miss Jeff. We thank love you. Thank you. Yes, very thank much. you so much. And we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm-hmm. 